welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and today I have a special guest in the building. I have Elena. We're going to chop it up later. Say hey. Hey. Hello, oh. internet world out there. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So um, let's see, just to give a recap of my week. I took mental health days on, min- on Monday and Tuesday. I went back to work on Wednesday for the rest of the week, and so my week has been pretty much light. I just spent time in nature. I did a lot of long walks, like seven to eight miles. And I try to just kind of get my thoughts together and kind of do some, a lot of self-care in the days that I was off. So, um, you know, I kind of did that. And uh, that's really all I really, um, that's all I really did this week. I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to this episode. Uh, I went down to Elena's house and we stayed up super late and we were just talking and we kind of created this episode just from us just sitting there um, having conversations. So uh, I was really excited to go into this week, like being able to record this today. Um, so Elena, what's been going on with you uh, as far as like just how life has been different with um, COVID and everything? Uh, in my mind, it's not that different. But then I look up like a month later and I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't left the house. So it's really different in that sense, because this is probably the most that I've been home in a really long time, just because I love to travel. My job keeps me traveling. I do a lot of personal traveling. So to walk up and down the stairs primarily every day, all day. Yeah, that's a lot. It's different. I think that's what's been hardest for me with everything is because um, traveling is like very much a huge part of my self-care like throughout the year and so it's like those are the moments that I travel like in a certain months like those are things that I kind of um, look forward to and I'll just be able to get through my days easier because I know that I have vacation coming soon and so the fact that like all of my vacations was canceled this entire year has exactly. just been difficult but then I try not to complain about it but then I was talking to my therapist and she's like well, I mean, but that's still your piece. So it's not really complaining. It's just, you know, like you just saying that, you know, you, you, your experience. And uh, for me, it's been hard not traveling. Cause I mean, that's when I like to just go leave work behind, leave life behind. And like, you know, just, just, you know, get a breather from life. Right. And so it, that's been probably the most difficult thing for me this year. It's like not going anywhere. And I actually made a goal probably like two years ago to visit at at least one international um, country a year. And I was really excited to continue to do that. So especially, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, period, but I'm especially, you know, missing the fact that I'm not going to make that um, international country. Exactly. I'll just have to double up next year. or Because last year you went to Thailand. I went to Thailand and and um cancun so yeah. mexico your your, your thailand trip looked amazing when i was it was pictures yeah i mean it was just crazy yeah we were going to um we were going to mexico um this year for my birthday so like in a month i was going to spend a week there and um that was canceled and so, yeah, it's been pretty sucky, but it's all right. I mean, I think hopefully I'm hoping that the world is back in 2021 and we just kind of have a wash of, um, of uh, you know, 2020. But um, just on random news, did you feel the earthquake this morning? My sister literally just texted me and I was like, that's what that was. I was blaming my neighbors. Like, yeah. 
I mean, and and I saw them leave on Friday, so I knew it wasn't them. But it Isn't was that so, wild though. It was insane. Like I felt my bed shake. Yeah, and funny. I was like, um, I just could. I didn't even think like, oh, this is like a natural phenomenon right. that's happening right now and so when she texted me i was like that's what that was yeah i, I thought it was that. crazy because i don't want to sound ignorant i didn't even know that we could have earthquakes in north carolina i never even i've never known to have one and so then i was looking on social media and they were breaking it down i was like oh i didn't even know that we had earthquakes in, in yeah so i had to look it up but yeah i did too <laughs> it was a couple of years it was a couple of years ago that we felt it too. It came down from, I think like DC and Virginia. And it was like, it was very soft, but we were that. at work and we felt it then too. I remember that. I forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that was a crazy way to start the, um, the morning. The dogs were barking, acting crazy. So I didn't know what was going on. Then my mom had texted me and said her bed was shaking and asking me that I feel anything. And I didn't even know if I felt anything or not. I was just... I don't know. I was, it was like, what, eight o'clock in the morning? I, I didn't even yeah. understand what was happening. So, right. All right. <clears throat> Let's just get into um, Motivational Monday and get into this episode. So for Motivational Monday, I have another journal entry. And on this one, I wanted you to either talk about a time that you did an act of kindness and, or if you haven't done an act of kindness, um, maybe trying to incorporate that this week or in general in the month. All right, so let's move on to Black Excellence. So my Black Excellence this month goes to the Oprah magazine. Um, for the first time ever, they dedicated the cover of the magazine to someone other than Oprah. And so I'm not sure if you guys saw, but the cover was Breonna Taylor. Uh, on my podcast, I've talked about Breonna Taylor numerous times. Um, uh, it's still, it's, it's still it's a, a case that's just the most baffling thing I think I've seen in so long. I don't even know at this point why I should be baffled, but um, definitely, you know, people are just more and more trying to bring spotlight to the, just the injustice that's happening um, surrounding her and the cops still haven't been arrested. So with the Oprah magazine, they're erecting, tw erecting 26 billboards across the city, one for every year of her life, and the billboards were featured the cover image with a call to action that reads, demand that the police involved in killing Breonna Taylor be arrested and charged. Um, when I saw this, I thought that this was really cool. I thought that this was really powerful. And I don't understand why they have not been arrested and why nothing has happened. And I just pray for Breonna Taylor's family uh, all the time. Um, this, since the WBA has been back, they dedicate their, they've been dedicating it to the women that were affected. And so it was really powerful to see them uh, give a dedication to Breonna Taylor. They've also spoken to her family and, and they speak to her, um, they spoke to her mother. And then this week they did Sandra Bland um, and they spoke with um, her mom and I think her aunt, I wanna say. Um, but still just to say her name, you know, um, movement and just, it's sad that you have to even have a movement like this, but um, I'm just, it just makes me feel, good to see that people aren't forgetting and people are still making noise in regards to this and still demanding um you know justice so when i saw oprah magazine with brianna taylor on the front um i thought it was a beautiful cover and i just wanted to um acknowledge it for black excellence all right so let's move into hot topics 
Um, I don't think we have much, but we have some mess. I'm ready to get into some mess. So uh, me and Elena, we're going to run through this. Um, let's see. So the first one I'm going to start with is uh, Kanye. Now, I'm not going to belabor this too long because I've talked about Kanye for the past, I think, three or four weeks. Um, it was a sad day in Mika's house because I had to literally, um, I had to remove Kanye from my library. Um, yeah, he, he's canceled for me. Don't yeah. totally. At first I was like, I'm canceling Kanye, but like, like now I completely removed him. And you know, graduation was my album. Yeah. So I, I had to, I, I've gotten rid of him. Me and Isaiah did. He, and we both were like, ah, this, uh, this hurts, but I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I know it, but I mean, it's something that you have to do because it's kind of like, you know, not to go too deep into this, but when you're thinking about like pedophiles that are artists that we love, yeah, um, yeah, you have to say no, you have yeah. to mute them. And Kanye has put himself, in my opinion, in that same boat. I mean, at this point, it's irresponsible for us to even patronize him yeah. by listening to his old or new stuff. And I, you know, what pisses me off is that on all seriousness is that this is not the year to be doing this. Like uh-huh. we need to, um, like Trump is just fucking shit up. I mean, this stuff is scary and the levels of how like he does not care. This is not a time in a voting year to kind of cause distractions. I think this Kanye shit is a distraction. I think the fact that I did not see whether or not he actually made it onto the ballot in Wisconsin, but I think like they were, the Republicans were helping him like really push to get on it as like a write-in type thing. And um, that's a swing state. And so he really could like, even though people are like, oh, well, he'll never get voted. It's not even about that. It's about him shaking stuff up in in places that can make a difference in the overall landscape of the election. And what gets me is that everybody was like, when Trump was, you know, first, um, running even i was like oh my god this is a joke you know i didn't take it serious and this man is our president so uh-huh. <laughs> you know it's just i did not think he was gonna win i mean i i'm i was blown away when i woke i went to bed that night and i was like okay you know and then when i woke up i was like are you fucking kidding me so yeah. after that like i've been you know telling people um sending like telling people to vote sending people voter registration I'm still baffled in 2020 how there's people that don't vote, uh, yeah. but it is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I'm, I'm pushing it because I'm like, at this point, your beliefs are your beliefs and who you want to vote for, who's who you want to vote for, but we all should vote. And the Kanye thing disappoints me because it's like, it's just a distraction and the younger people or whoever, there will be somebody out here that actually fucking, if he make it on there, they will vote for him. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to vote for him. Yeah. Um, there are also people that are going to vote for Trump. Yeah. And um, I, I still don't understand those people because the ones where, you know, he sold them this, um, this dream that he was going to, you know, lead them to the promised land. And if this is the promised land, um, I don't see no milk and honey. So I'm, I'm really kind of like, I don't quite understand people's mentality, but um I thought Kanye had kind of, you know, just simmered down from all this political um, interjections. Cause to me, that's what it is. He's interjecting in, polit- in politics in a way that um, it probably, it's going to affect him. But I mean, 
Kim and Kanye are loaded. So yeah. they're on a whole different level of people um, financially <laughs> than you and I. Like right. we're going to be affected differently than they are, which is why maybe it doesn't quite make as much sense to him. But I, I just, uh, it's insane. It really is. I'm just over it. I, I'm just, um, I don't even, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's all I can really say about that. Like, I'm just over it. And I just feel like, you know, at first I was like, you know, two weeks ago, I think I said, oh, give him compassion. But at this point, like, I don't even know if this is a meltdown that he's having or whatever, but I think the political um, aspirations, like, is real. And so um, I don't think this has anything to do with his, I mean, it could with his bipolar. I, I don't know. I have no clue. But um I just think it's just a distraction and it's it's not needed. And I just wish that he would just stop. I think it's weird. Um, I think last night I was reading that Nick Cannon was like how we need another black person in office and how he would vote for Kanye. And I just think people are ignorant. Like, please stop. Because this man is off the rails. We don't need another president off the rails because we already have one right now. <laughs> He's a narcissist. And, you know, we don't need that. I, I, I honestly just want normalcy. I don't care who it is. I just want normalcy. And actually having a president that I'm proud of and somebody that's not representing us like we're just fucking crazy out here because Trump be having us looking crazy. And that's just really my opinion about it. I just think it's just like when you have a president that tweets and talks shit about people on Twitter, that is absolutely insane. And so I don't understand how people support that, but, you know, I don't know. So um, I just be praying. That's all I can really honestly say and say. And so the Kanye thing just really just pisses me off and it really disappoints me a lot. And you know, I try not to talk too much politics on here, but I just want normalcy. That's that's really all I want. All right. So um, the other thing I want to talk about was the that the fact that Lena Waithe is developing an open marriage drama at Amazon. Um, did you did you uh, did you look over um, what Lena Waithe said in regards to an open marriage? Well, in, in regards to marriages in general. So um, I did read the article that you sent me and I did a little bit more digging too. Um, I don't this, uh, this is probably taking too much of a stance, <laughs> but I don't necessarily disagree with, with what she's saying. Like I had this conversation with my cousin at Christmas actually, and it wasn't about open marriages. So let me be clear, but it was about um, polygamy. And I know that's not the same thing, right. but there is a level of openness, obviously, when you're talking about polygamy. Um, I think it's a conversation that needs to happen, though, because it's been super taboo. And, you know... I think it, another thing that I've been talking to a lot of my friends about is just unlearning some of the things that we learned about relationships and just life in general growing up. And um, open marriages was not a part of the conversation. But I think for some people, it should have been because maybe there'd be less cheating and less broken homes. Yeah, if people could just live in a truth that truly could be their truth. Yeah, I agree. I think 
What gets me with what tickled me when I first read this about Lena Waithe was that I talked about Lena, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, one of my episodes, right. and she got married and then like she was divorced like a month later um, because she was cheating. And so my thing is this, and, and I've, I've spoken about this a lot when it comes to relationships. I think that everybody's relationship should be unique to them. And mm-hmm. whatever your agreements are in that relationship is what your agreements are. Like, um, you know, obviously we, we grew up in kind of like a Christian faith and like where it was just like, you know, uh, you have one partner, you get married or, you know, and it's supposed to be a level of faithfulness there that obviously we believe in. But at the same time, as I've gotten older, I feel like if, if you and your partner, you know, or your spouse wanted to have an open situation and you guys had your understanding, like, I don't, I don't knock it and I don't judge it. I think in Lena case, when she's like, well, the foundation of marriage, you know, some of the things, you know, it's not working. Well, I think it didn't work in her situation because obviously you married someone that had the um, expectation that you were going to be monogamous and faithful uh-huh. to them. So I think it's a, so I kind of like didn't agree with that and um, with what she's saying, only from the standpoint of, um, I don't think, I don't look down on people marriages. I think it's more so like if that's their agreement, because you have some marriages that have agreements to where they um, do date other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but even with that, that doesn't always work either. So I think it's just all about like how much you communicate with your, um, you know, the per- with the person that you're dating. And do I think that society looks at marriages in a certain way, in a certain level? I do, you know. Um, but it's also from the standpoint of too, you know, me and you, like we live in North Carolina, North Carolina is like a Bible Belt state. Everything is, um, all about like, you know, uh, the right and wrong of what's in the word. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you do see where, you know, the, how people view marriage. So a lot of people would just feel like an open marriage is just crazy. I, I don't personally think it's crazy. No, it's not crazy. And I think the other thing, faithfulness is a part of the conversation, but um, this goes back to what you're saying, transparency and honesty. That's like really the root of it. Because if you can transparently say that, and this isn't necessarily something that I feel, but this is, I can understand this logic that if, you know, what you are looking for in a relationship or how you relate to people and romantically um, doesn't fit into this box of one person, um, then that is you and that's okay. Um, The problem comes when there is deceit. Right. And if you're being deceitful and, you know, doing your own thing, but making the other person believe, like you're saying with uh, Lena Waithe, um, making them believe that they're the only one, then that's deceitful when that you know that that's not the life that you live. But you truly have to go into a relationship and especially a marriage being very um, with being real about this is what I need in this relationship. Um, otherwise it's doomed. Um, now the problem comes, I think some people, they want to, because they love someone so much, they may agree to that. (laughs) And then they're like, wait, I didn't think it was going to be all of this. Um, so it's definitely something that you can't take lightly and, and go into thinking that, um, 
thinking that you're pleasing that other person. Like it has to be a, 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 a pleasing situation for everybody. Yeah. You can't be selfish basically. Right. And that's how I kind of felt about me personally, how I don't, I don't know Lena personally, like where I know her relationship, but that's kind of how I felt about it. And so it was just like for her to kind of have those opinions. I was like, uh, yeah, I just feel like she just needs to date somebody that is okay with having an open situation. I think if you date somebody that's okay with having an open situation, I think that you have less issues even though I have, I have seen some celebrities that have open situations and they still had issues with the relationship because even in the open situation, the person still was lying, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had, there's this, this friend that I've had for a really long time and it's a guy. He, he's married. Um, maybe not in the best situation. I don't know the, the details of it at this point because what i'm going off of is like a couple years old um story that i'm telling but um he truly was like he was being honest and he was like you know i would love to be able to get you know new booty basically right. i don't know what i can say on here um but anything Okay, new pussy. Um, <laughs> and and he was like, you know, if I could do that, but she would know, and I'm okay with her going and get some somewhere else too. He just didn't want to know who it was. Like he didn't want her inviting him to the Christmas party. Right. And I'm like, see, but now you put in stipulations on it that make sense to you. What if that's comfortable for her? So I think it's just like there's a level of openness but sometimes there could be a level of selfishness that comes along with that that can be the demise of that relationship and again you don't know how people are going to truly react to each one of those situations when you agree to it yeah um i think it gets easier with time like people who have been married for um and and i'm speaking blindly because i've never been married and I definitely haven't been married for decades, but I think the longer you know someone, um, the the better you, the more I think accepting sometimes you are of um, just who they are are as a person, especially if they've loved you through the hard times. So maybe it gets easier with time in those open situations, but. Um, I, I think it should be honestly more a part of the conversation. It's not for everybody, You're but right. we can't say that it's not for, you know. For yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I, I, I've always said when I talk about relationships that I think that your relationship is your contract you're having with that person and whatever you guys decide in that situation is your thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about what everybody say is right and wrong. It's your thing. And, and what um you know you guys want to do as far as a relationship and i just think if you have an open situation i think you just need to be honest and have some kind of like guidelines and rules in regards to what does that consist of what's some you know deal breakers how far can you go with things i don't know all the i've never been open relationship i don't know all the ins and outs of what you would do but i think it has to be a level of something there so i'm interested to see what she comes up with i'll probably watch it and um we're gonna go from there yeah so the other hot topic I had was this week, Jaguar Wright, she went on, uh, I think she was on Instagram Live, maybe. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And 
she was talking about um basically just her life like kind of like in um when she was with the roots and the one thing that it was a lot that she talked about but Lord, the one yeah. thing that i kind of just wanted to just bring up was just her allegations about common and just saying that basically he um tried to sexually assault her and so when she first was talking about it everybody was just like going in at first and i guess more more so let me just give a background of, of what happened. And then I'm going to just more so ask you a question in a second. So to just give a background, she basically said when she was on a tour bus that common basically, like she basically woke up to him trying to stick his penis in her mouth, basically. Um, and that it was a lot of that going on. When I first, when I first saw this um, and her telling her story, I wasn't surprised actually, because I don't, and it's not to be male bashing, but I really don't put much past any male like that like I just think you're talking about these guys when they're in their 20s I think when you give people power it changes the landscape of a person if you can't handle it and if you already kind of have creep tendencies it doesn't really surprise me and so I actually believe her um and also um yeah it just didn't surprise me it, it just didn't because I don't really put much past men when it comes to sex and entitlement and just how they view women and how they have lack of respect for women at times. I'm not saying all men, because I'm not male bashing, but um, I feel that way a large majority of the time. Um, were you surprised by this? Or like, what, is your, what was your thoughts by it? Also, do you think, I, I got two questions. Also, do you think, um, I found it to be interesting that when all of this came out, then Tiffany Haddish confirms their relationship. Do you think that was um, deflection? Mm. Now the second one, I maybe it was a deflection. I'm not sure, but maybe I misunderstood this the story because when I was reading it, it sounded like they were like Common and Jaguar were actually like dealing with each other, like they had a thing. So she was like, it was almost like she was saying that. Like first she said that. But then she also said that he forced himself, but then he ended up, then I think he ended up getting with Erica Badu. And then she was talking about how Erica Badu right. wrote a song about her right. and all of that. And she was like, but if I wanted him, like I could have had him. So I'm not sure, quite sure if she actually had sex with him. I, I admit, I'm, I'm not quite fully sure, but okay. she was just saying that basically she thought that he was kind of like a tragic dude because she was like, if anybody could, you know, basically try to force themselves on you in that way. Like basically try to stick their penis in your mouth while you sleep. She was like, he's capable of doing anything. So that's why I wasn't sure yeah. if were dealing with each other or not. Well, but, and, and so maybe that was my misunderstanding, but what I understood to happen was that they were actually dealing with each other on that level, but she didn't appreciate the fact that he tried to, you know, get a little sloppy top in the morning. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, but if y'all dealing with each other, like maybe that's what he wants in the morning time. Um, yeah, but you still got to get consent. And I don't disagree with that. Consent has to, to always be there. Yeah. Even in a relationship, um, like you can be sexually assaulted in a relationship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not uh, painting the picture that it, that cannot happen. Cannot not happen. Um, what I'm saying, though, in a relationship or in a situationship or in a consensual sexual relationship, which I don't have those details about those two, but, you know, for some 
people and, and we don't, we weren't there. So we don't know right. the aftermath of, or the, the before math right. of the situation. So what I'm saying is what I understood to happen was that they were in a relationship and um, again, not knowing all the details, you know, I, you're probably right. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really under quite fully understand it. So they, they might've been in one because she didn't, she started going in and talking about him right. being with Erica and Erica not liking her. And I was like, what in the world? Like it was right. kind of, but the video was like two hours and something. So yes. I yeah. So I was I like, I, I don't know if I was investing that much time in it. Right. But my thing is the reason why you got to know is probably some truth in it because she's not doing this in promotion of anything. Like she's just like giving, you know, like just ch- wanting women to like have a voice. Yeah. And when I have conversations, you know, with a child or whatever, with him, you know, about to be 18 years old and, you know, I'm sure sooner or later in life, you know, uh, sexual activities will be involved. And, you know, um, I think way more than when we were, when we were young, I'm, I'm fully talking about consent, 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 Mm -hmm. consent. Like, you know, hopefully you're in a relationship with this person or whatever the case, but I mean, like, you know, even if this person come drunk, trying to do whatever, or whatever may be the case, you have to have full consent that you guys are in agreement of what's going on. If there's ever a time that this person is like, no, then you need to stop. Yep. Period. And, um, I think about when, and I mean, there, there's been times, Elena, you know, like when we, I've, I've known Elena since what, we're 18 years old. And there's been times when you say and think about back in the day, um, and I, we weren't really having sex then, but when you just say and think about how like guys would beg and all that stuff. Oh my God. Yes. To me, that, that was wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you actually think about like, think about that, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's almost like if you say no, then you meant no, you mm. know? So even if you talk me into it right now, like to me, I don't think that's consent. Yeah. And at that age, you know, we weren't as empowered to say no as we are or would be now. And even now, sometimes the word no, and not just in a sexual sense, but in general, the word no isn't always easy to say. So when you're in a compromising situation, um it can be difficult and also when you're also you know you see more women now in the industry and doing their own thing but you know i think i've always said black women are one of the most unprotected people on earth and um you know when you think about it in the well this is in the 90s um you know how much like those video vixens and like all that stuff like the shit they had to go through with um, you know, like the male rappers and things like that. Like, I'm sure, uh, and she was speaking about that. Like, there's so many women that can come out and tell you their industry stories. Yeah. Like, like if, if they actually had, like, with the Me Too movement that we saw, if they actually had that um, in the hip-hop industry, like, in the, with everyone, I'm sure there'll be so much shit that you'll probably hear about um, some of your probably favorite rappers because yep. it's just not really surprising. So, I think, um, and what I want to close on is saying, like, a lot of times uh, everybody's like, oh, you know, this is common. You know, he doesn't call women out of their names. He's always speaking about them like queens. And I'm like, but I think what people don't realize is these are celebrities and we don't actually know them. And you can also have personas and the way you want people to, um, you know, see you as. And so 
I think it's I think it's weird sometimes when people say a person would never when you're talking about a celebrity that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No, so, that's hundred percent. Yeah. So that was the main thing that kind of like my takeaways from it. Not even about like whatever they're saying. It's just from the standpoint of it's just amazing how people view these celebrities like as if they're not real like they're real people you know mm-hmm. I, I don't get it but um I don't know I don't know what's gonna come from that but I mean you've been starting to see more and more of just like these allegations coming out in regards to people um I think like the producer detail he had like 21 I think I saw off the top of my head y'all so hopefully I'm not saying it's wrong 21 sexual assaults that like came out and um but I think you're gonna fucking see that because I've read books um did you read did you ever read back in the day um Superhead book? No. Corinne Stephens? No, but I know who Right. But when she, but she was doing videos and so she was talking just right. the stuff she was saying about like how like she had to perform oral sex and like all this stuff. So if if people actually if these women actually told their stories, you probably would hear like I said a lot of a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I don't know. I think when it comes to the entertainment industry there's so much that you don't see and there's so much about these people that you don't know. Like nothing surprises me when I hear anything about any of these people, nothing. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, sorry. So let's finish up the hot topics and just talk a little bit of um, TV news. Now, back in the day, did you ever watch Proud Family? Um, I don't think I did actually. I, I think I saw a couple of episodes cause some of my friends would watch it and it was this huge phenomenon but I didn't grow up with cable so I was never attached to tv ever (laughs) so there's quite a bit of there's there's a lot of movies a lot of tv shows that I miss but I am very familiar with um with the proud family and I loved Kyla Pratt so me too um you know that was one of the things that when I when I started to find out who the voices were behind the characters that's when it really kind of like would spark my attention but I again I wasn't like a huge tv person so it I didn't stay there too long well you know that they have all the proud family since you're um just joining the disney plus family now that they have all the proud family on um disney plus yeah I actually watched two episodes like the (laughs) other day I was like let me yeah let me see what this is about. And I, I I remember, I remember, and I was like, oh, this is kind of legit. I like it's problems. funny. It reminds you of Baby Kids. Yes, it does. Yeah. And so the big news this week is that um, they're doing a reboot um, of Prouder Family, and they're adding on Kiki Palmer, and she's going to be a 14-year-old activist. Um, I think she's going to be, I love Kiki Palmer. I'm actually a big Kiki, Kiki Palmer fan. Kiki so too. when I saw this, I was like, Kiki, like what people don't realize Kiki Palmer right now is fucking killing it yeah so she she's is. joining proud family and this year she's hosting the VMAs did you see that oh I didn't see that that's yeah. gonna be legit yeah and they're they're I think it would be cool if she um because you know uh the real um what they got rid of um Maori didn't come Seals. back and um what is her name uh Amanda Seals Amanda Seals so I think it would be kind of cool if she joined them. Mm. Well, okay. So the story about that Amanda told with them was that they, she, they wouldn't allow her to be her authentic self. So I'm wondering if that would be an issue for Kiki Palmer too. But the thing is though, with Amanda Seals though, um, I have like a love-hate relationship with her. 
Yeah, me and too. sometimes like she can be a lot and I don't want to say this in like a mean way like at all but it's almost like I feel like I don't know some of the shit that she'd be speaking is, is real but it's almost like sometimes I wonder like did you grow up to where you had to defend your blackness like did you have colorism issues oh, I feel I the way by Amanda Seals like it's almost yeah. like she feels like she has to be like sometimes she just be too much it just be like a lot. And then she's always, I watch every episode she's on when she comes on The Breakfast Club. Yep. So she's always talking about how like people don't like her. Da-da-da. And I'm like, were yeah. you bullied? Like what, what is it to where people don't like you? But, and let me also say one more thing about her that I, this is just my opinion. I don't know. I also think that she does things to where she rocks the boat. And then when things don't go the way you want it's like you're you're the victim and i'm going to give an example so Issa ray a couple of years ago had a party um i think it was like an after party for one of the award shows can't really remember amanda seals wasn't invited okay hmm. she was okay. not invited which me personally i think she wasn't invited because honestly i think amanda seals runs her mouth a lot that's what i personally think and i don't know this is just what i think um because uh, all the interviews I watched with Issa Rae and everybody say it is that she's super cool, super chill, but she's literally like non-confrontational. Like she doesn't do any of that stuff. So I think that sometimes people want to be able to party and, and cut up without feeling like somebody's going to come back and tell somebody what happened. Yeah. And I think that Amanda Seals talks too much. That's what I personally think. Anyway, she goes to the party. She wasn't invited. So they didn't let her in. So she's standing outside. Well, she said somebody walked by and was like, girl, what you doing out here? And told her to come in, right? Mm. But you weren't invited. So when she right. came, so when she came into the party, Isa Ray's publicist basically asked her to leave. So then she went on her podcast. I listened to it. Two episodes worth talking about how she got kicked out of Isa Ray's party. But you weren't invited though. Right. Like you weren't invited to the party. And that's and that's what made me kind of like start looking at her like, you weren't invited, sis yeah and so i think sometimes like like i like i'm very much um growing more and more into a feminist where like i'm you know i'm rah rah when it comes to women right but i also like have to have like a happy medium because i think when you keep forcing 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 down people's throat it's almost like overkill does that make sense what i'm saying with all of this yeah so i feel like when she was on that show like you have to balance it like yes do I think we need to have a voice speaking loudly about social injustices and, you know, politics and, and, you know, blackness and all that? Yes. But can people probably handle that shit every single day? You know, like you being aggressive like that in regards to that. So I think with Kiki Palmer, it's going to be a balance because Kiki Palmer can give you that activist standpoint, but she can also give you humor. She can also give you something else. I feel like Amanda Seal only gave you, the activists, you know, straight in your face. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's fair. Cause they definitely are two different people. Yeah. Different, um, personalities and whatnot. And I do see Kiki Palmer as a much more even keel. Exactly. And um, she's fun and she's light yeah, and she's she young is. and she's like, but she's an activist. Like, you know, you saw her, um, with everything going on, you know, uh, right now with the movement that we're in, you've seen her on the streets, you know, talking to the cops and, you know, um, doing all those things and speaking out for social injustice. It's just sometimes like, 
it's the way you do it, but I don't want to sit and say that I'm not saying that the way a minister does it is wrong. I just think it obviously just didn't feel on that platform. Yeah. I mean, she definitely has a unique persona um, and she's just a unique person. I won't yeah. say she's a persona, but um and and it ain't for everybody. Right. Okay. That's, yeah, that's that like there's there are certain people where we need your voice and we need you to continue to be who you are. Um, it's just not gonna get through to everybody. Right. Um, I think Kiki Palmer is for different reasons. Um I mean, she's just amazing all around. Like yeah. the first time I really remember paying attention to her when I heard her say press the digitation. I said, Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> who is this little girl <laughs> yeah and um but that was super dope and i think that you know she's continued to really make her mark on the world and girl i didn't know she could sing until oh, like yes. a couple of years ago she's super and i'm talented. like girl can blow she can but <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy and we're like going completely off but it's okay but what's crazy is that what what gets me sometimes with the music industry is that like you have people that can really fucking sing and then but because they're not doing whatever or, you know, maybe not giving you where they're out here, like, just like, you know, butt naked singing, you know, like it's overlooked. But then you have people that really don't can't sing that well, but because they have this quote unquote look that's going to sell, like, that's why it's hard for me to get in music in day, today's age. Like, I'm, I'm still very much listening to my old shit because a lot of these people can't fucking sing. But yeah. Kiki Palmer can sing, act, all that shit. And she's smart. Yeah, she, I think what happened with her, and this may be true for a lot of our child stars, because I mean, she was a child, star, child yeah. star, and you can't always make that transition, but she, she's done it though. Yeah. And so I think before she did it, before we really knew who like the triple threat or quadruple threat, really, yeah. I mean, do we really put a number on it um, that she is? I think the music industry, especially at that time, already had like a formula that was working for them. Um, but I mean, we see so many different artists, like you said, that don't don't flourish. I mean, Jasmine Sullivan, she's oh my god, a vocal Bible. girl. I'm telling you, she is so underrated. Oh but I'm like, god. girl, give me Jasmine every day, all day. Oh my god, I, I'm telling you, I listen to I listen to all my old shit. Like I love Jasmine Sullivan, yeah. Lettucey, Heather Headley. I mean, there's a lot of people that you're like, yeah. But you know, my other question was before we got the subject: Has there been any any actors or actresses that's transitioned from childhood star that was like an actor to a singing career? I can't think of anybody. Um, Raven Simone. Oh, she didn't really have a singing career. Well, she's trying to have one, but it's not really, you know. It ain't bumping. No, and I be trying to understand what's going on because I love Raven, but like, is she a rapper? What is she doing? <laughs> she said, don't Girl was no shooting a music video her. like a couple months ago during COVID and I didn't know what was going on. Like, I was like, okay. Um, I don't think there's anybody. I think sometimes I, you get into that box and so it's hard for you to go into because Kiki's came out with a CD a couple mm -hmm. years ago, I think. And yeah. um, but I think it's just hard to I, I don't know. No, I I don't know either. I mean, I'm I'll probably think of some people later on and your your listeners let us know because we don't know. But um I think that I think that there is a box. And it was kind of like, um, you know, athletes. It was taboo for them to come yeah. over to that yeah. 
you know, it, and it's not the same thing, but it's, it's similar. Like it's, it's almost like the industry said, you can only do this yeah. and we're only going to let you do this. So, um, I'm sure that there are some out there. It's just, I can't think about it off the top of my head. Yeah, Jamie I mean, Foxx. Well, yeah, but he, he went a childhood star. Child. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, he was a huge, um, TV movie star before. Yeah we took him seriously as a singer yeah true i don't know we, we i'm gonna think on that and watch i'm gonna after this is over i'm gonna be like oh i can't think of not one person though and i it gotta be somebody but i don't know I'm i mean sure. britney spears she was on the mickey mouse club and then That's she made like what well, everybody on mickey mouse club are singers yeah because yeah. wasn't ariana Gran- grande on there yeah you got some timberlake yeah. zendaya Aguilera. yeah yeah shit ton yeah i think if you make it on that fucking show you're you're gonna be a singer yeah okay i don't get why i wasn't on that show girl i <laughs> let's not i should have been let's not talk about i'm still waiting to get discovered okay right that's right. why i'm so dramatic in public like i'm like somebody needs to come find this right right <laughs> all right so i guess to close this out i want to know your reactions to black is king also did you listen to the cd did you listen to the gif before you watched the visual album um the cd like had you already heard these songs before it was just your first some of them, time some of them yeah i'd heard them and i was like okay this is familiar i can sing along with this <laughs> um but a lot of them though no <clears throat> and i had to watch it twice because are Girl. we getting into it because i'm about to go i'm about to go in on it go ahead <laughs> okay um whoo I really had to get my mindset with this because the last two visual albums that Beyonce has put out have been deep. Yeah. Okay. This isn't just a, oh girl, watch this. Like it's going to really make you think. Yeah. And also and she's, and Google, because yeah. she's huge on symbolism. Yeah. Um, but, oh, like the first thing, and I wrote down so many notes on this because I was like, this is i had to watch it twice and i started watching it a third time but i was like okay i really need to just sit in these thoughts for a minute because um what i i have to say about beyonce and and i appreciate her and i think some people hate her for this but what i appreciate her for is one um homegirl knows how to make some money her and and jay-z the other thing is um, she has done an amazing job with um, establishing herself as, um, you know, just a pop star. Um, someone who is really, really good at her craft. She has, like, given herself selflessly to this industry. Um, she's done really good at that. But then now bringing Black culture into every single thing that she does yes and unapologetically so and because she's beyonce she can do that yeah and so that's why like i have the utmost respect for her um and this was like the look if y'all didn't hear me before hear me now and what i love about it is that when she started making these transitions to where she was just going to be herself um 
I've I've always thought it was dope because I think when she first came out, obviously she's with a label. They're trying to make her be like this person and this like princess type thing. And it wasn't, I don't think it ever was her. And so now I'm like, you just get the person. My favorite visual album of all time is Lemonade. Like I, when, when you read the poems, um, um, by, uh, the, the, the poet is Wishon Shire. Phenomenal. Uh, Lemonade was, I still revisit that, you know, um, I listened to recently the dissect podcast and they dissected Lemonade visual album. And so they broke down all the poems, they broke down all the visuals. And I was like, Whoa, like when I first watched it, I was like, okay, you know, um, but when you start seeing like all the detail that went into and um, but when you start breaking down like what all that stuff meant, I was like, whoa, because honestly, a lot, a lot of times, and I love Beyonce, you know, like I'm, I'm probably a stan, you know, but like you didn't realize how deep she was. Correct. Because we didn't get to see it. Right. And so now um, when I saw this visual album for um, Black is King, I was like, this shit is um, dope as fuck. And, and the thing is, every, like sometimes when people are going crazy about shit, I'm like, okay, I'm a wait to watch you know wait to watch or wait to listen so when the cd came out last year i did see lion king in the movie theater but when the cd came out i was like okay like i'm gonna just wait because everybody was acting crazy about it then i forgot about it to be completely honest i forgot about it so when i watched the visual album it was my first time hearing the cd i mean besides spirit i was at her spirit but all the other ones and i was like yo and i was also jealous because i was like i wish i can dance (laughs) <laughs> um because that made you want to dance yes it really did how i'm telling you like so that what, one it, okay. what's your what's your favorite what was your favorite song do you know you, i don't know if you know the names to them but do you have a favorite song that you like i don't know the names but i oof. well you know i'm a jay-z fan so move forever move forever was is at the top of my list yeah but it might not necessarily be my favorite one, but oh my gosh, do you, did you listen to everything that they said in yeah. it? Like that made you feel like, dang, I really should be believing in myself more. I'm telling you. And my I power. Really gotta get my. My powers. Yeah. All Blue Ivy, like just like sh- she's coming into her own. Yeah. And yeah. I think using her also in, in each, I mean, her appearances in there just also, I think is a symbol. Mm-hmm honestly. Yeah. Um, of just believing in yourself early. Um, and knowing that like your black is power. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it was dope. And so now I've been like killing the CD. Like ever since I watched it, I've been like working out to the CD. I've been killing it. Like I'm sitting here like dancing, pumping the air. I know people are like, what the fuck is she out here doing? Cause I'm outside doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, cause I can't dance, but I wish I can, but I, I love it. So I couldn't wait for you to, for you to, um, watch it to get your reactions because, um, I could watch it every day, but I've been listening to the CD. So now I'm, I'm a groupie now. So I'm old. I'm not old. I am old, but I'm late to the party when it came to the CD. But now the, um, that's the only CD I've been listening to since it come out. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when we used to have Beyonce watch parties, though? Yeah. Like, it's a different type of... We would have legit have to have a watch party and then have some wine and really just talk that thing through. Because... I still have the Beyonce everything. DVDs. 
like when my trees when my trees comes and yeah. to stay at the house like we get our wine and girl we put on a performance in here don't don't let me put on the destiny child dvd like oh my god it goes down i let my trees yeah. be beyonce though abby kelly oh okay yeah because sometimes she, my trees be trying to take over the show so i just let her let her live and let her get her shine a little bit but yeah i mean i think um it's important to see I think mm. it's important for this younger generation to kind of have the experience and kind of see uh, different perspectives. I don't always know how much they pay attention to, you know, the shit they put down because honestly, like I still listen to Jay-Z's 444 album. The shit he say on that CD is like, yo, but I don't know how much, I mean, even Isaiah, like I'll be like, you listen to CD? He don't listen to it. You know, it's too, I think, too deep, too deep you know, but um, yeah, the, the the stuff of their own, like, you know, I love it. I love the I love the visual album. So um I think that's all I have for uh hot topics, I think. That's all I study. So hopefully <laughs> Oh, one more thing. One more thing <laughs> before we get into the thought of the week. Yeah. So we saw that um that Make the Stallion and Cardi B came out with um mm-hmm. wet a puss. And um <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you, okay? Like Oh that thing, God. that thing is a bop, okay? And yeah, so, it is. But this is what I want to talk about for only a split second because we we got to get into thought of the week. Okay. Is it is it not crazy? I had this conversation with Isaiah because we t- we kind of talk we kind of talk about this stuff, right? Because I want him to understand like how. Please don't be crazy as a man, please. Yeah right mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that people are like because i i like to go on twitter and read the trending uh comments and all that stuff and people are like they're a bad influence you know and uh just you know talking about how like they're the like the lyrics is so nasty but my thing is this for one your kid that's 13 14 10 11 12 shouldn't be listening to it because it's not for kids like if i had a we monitored what Isaiah was listening to for a very long time. And even now, like he's 17 and he tells me to listen to stuff and he has Apple music. We follow him and we're listening to what you're listening to. Because if you listen to something crazy, like we need to talk about it. And I don't care how old you are. Like, I think you need to have conversations with your kids, right? Absolutely. Your kids shouldn't be listening to the unedited version of the song at a, if they're in a place or age where it's inappropriate for them. Cause there's, is levels to this shit. Right. Right. So I never understand that. Then, I, then the main thing that gets me though is, I, I think it's amazing that male rappers can talk about women like they are just sexual objects. That's the only thing that they're here for. They talk about them sometimes like they're just nothing. They can talk about their vaginas. They can talk about them giving oral sex. They can talk about them having sex with them. But right when a woman wants to speak about her own vagina, Cardi B is married. So she's talking about her sexual experiences inside her marriage with her husband. How does it make them be whores? It's just amazing to me like that it's, it's amazing. Like when I was reading the comments, I was just taken aback. Uh, I mean, I think people are stupid anyway. I'm like, telling you, <laughs> I, you know, these are those, you, they're probably closet freaks, honestly. Like I'm going to say this on social media because I don't want to come off a certain way, but they're living this secret life where they wish their 
pee was as wet too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Honestly, like you're saying that this is what it is, but um, this is, this goes back to unlearning. And I do understand that's way too much information for some people. Yeah. But for other people, they like, well, I think it's empowering. It's a wop too. <laughs> but I think it's empowering though, just from a standpoint yeah, of is. like, I, I think it's, I think it's crazy that people look at women and are like, oh, you know, like as if you have to be like this, like Virgin Mary. And I'm like, well, why can't they empower themselves if they want to talk, talk, you know, sexually? I don't, I don't personally see anything wrong with it. The only thing I will say, if I was to say anything, is just the fact of like, yeah, like, do I think children should listen to this? No. Right? right I think it's for adults, right. but I, I don't see, I don't think it's anything wrong with them having fun. I, right. I don't. Having um, fun and just being free, open. Right. And I just think it's just amazing to me that um, it's always been okay for the male rappers, their counterparts to talk about women the way they do. And it's just, it just sometimes amazes me when you just see people have such an issue with women speaking about sexuality. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It yeah. doesn't even make sense to me. It might just, it might have something to do with the words being used, like the, the vernacular just may be too much. And I do understand that. Um, like, I know people who hate the word pussy. Like, yeah, but I mean, think about back in the day when we were young. I think we were teenagers. We had to been. Um, well, you didn't have cables. So I don't know if you saw it. Did you ever see Tip Drill video? Oh, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The most degrading video you could see as far as like how the treatment of women and everything they're saying and everything else. Yeah. How was, how was that okay? But yet you have two women talking about their vaginas and it's not okay. It wasn't okay, but we also didn't have social media to show us how un-okay people were with it. No, but people would have been okay. People were okay, and people would have been okay because men right now still talk about women in that way. Yes, they do. Right, and it's okay. Like, it's okay. Think about, like, I don't even listen to Chris Brown. Pop in a Chris Brown album. Mm-mm. And he's going ham. You know, yeah. I've, been, I've been canceled Chris, but I'm just saying, though, like, he talks about sex like no other, and I'm like... I think it was one song I can't even remember. My Teresa was listening to it, and she it was just like, um, "When I come in the room, you need to, you know, basically pull my penis out and get to it." Mm-hmm. It's crazy, like yeah. it's totally just disgusting. Yeah. Um, I think society has a very unhealthy um, addiction and um, habit of okaying men's behavior. Right. And, and what they say, like, it's right. okay because a boy is going to be a boy and a man's going to be a man. Like that is the craziest thing that, you know, I've ever really heard. Um, but I think that that's the mentality that perpetuates what you're saying. Um, you know, women should be ladies it, all the way down to what they're saying and how they carry themselves and the way they, you know, use their body. Um, so there's there's absolutely a double standard that's happening here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's just interesting, but um, that thing is a bop though. I put that thing on my playlist, and I was just like, this song is nasty, honey. But yeah. it, it's a bop though. So well, all I know is Megan showed up in my dreams. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh hey, girl. <laughs> oh man. All right, so. 
that's all we got for hot topics. Um, so this week for the thought of the week, uh, I wanted to have a conversation about dating relationships, just girl conversation. Um, I'm about to get all up in Elena's business right now, y'all. So, um, so that's pretty much the thought of the week. And so let's just get into it. All right. So I've been knowing Elena since I was 18 years old. She was my college roommate sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, transfers. I pretty much probably was um, a bad influence on her because when I met her, she was innocent. And I was like, girl, you ain't doing this. And uh, I was the crazy friend in college that was probably peer pressure in Elena. I'm not going to lie to y'all. One of them. (laughs) Um, But no, but that's how long we've been knowing each other. And so uh, it's been a pretty cool ride. But we have these conversations a lot when it comes to I think sometimes when we get going and talking, we have conversations about a lot of shit, but this is a conversation we kind of been talking about the most. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to uh, thank you for coming today, but also just let's get into it. So, all right. So we're going to go a little in depth with you. I hope you don't fully mind, but I'm going to get all in your business. And so right now, um, when it comes to dating, like in 2020, um, you know, you've been single for a little while now. And so what do you feel like some of your personal challenges are? Personal challenges with dating. And, and honestly, I think it's more about how long I've been single is. Um, I mean, I just don't I'm really skeptical about guys because I feel like, um, you know, there's quite a few of them that play games. I mean, I've even had married men come at me, like heavy. Yeah. Um, And so it just really makes me look at people in general. But when we're we're talking about dating, so um, it just makes me kind of like put up that third eye, like ah, okay. And it's it's terrible though, actually, because um, it's this is a wall that people can see. This isn't just like a a me thing. This is a wall that I've actually had guys call me out on. And they're like, you really got to like learn to trust me. And I'm like, you really have to give me time. Right. Cause I, I, it does take me a long time to just, um, open up to people in general, but especially guys. And I see it as, you know, this can be a forever thing. Right. So why are we rushing it? Like this guy found me on LinkedIn the other day, LinkedIn y'all come on. Like this is not a dating (laughs) site. And so of course I'm looking at him like, I mean, are you offering me a job or a relationship? I'm so confused. Like in the same conversation, he wanted me to download this app and, you know, send him pictures. And and I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) like, can we have one conversation to see if we even want to do all that? Right. It's just too much sometimes. I think uh, my next question was going to be what you kind of answered. It was like, just, I think as you get older and become an adult, uh, how your thought processes just kind of change when it comes to relationships. And I have this conversation all the time because I feel like when you're younger, and this is, we can go into our next question with this. When you're younger, um, I think you're more open and just free and you're just like, naive and you're just like oh you know I like this person we're on a date 
and you kind of easier to fall into a relationship because one, you don't have any previous hurts. Like you don't know anything about it. I think you're a little more just open in general when you're younger, opposed to when you get older, like prime example for you, like you have a important job, you own your home, you own your car. And so when you're looking at somebody to be potentially a partner with you, I think your standards are different from when you're in your twenties because like now you have other shit going on to where you have to look at this person in a different way. Like, what are you bringing to the table? What do you have? Yeah. Because I have all of this. So, you know, it's almost like, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's almost like, you know, you have standards, I guess you would say. Yeah. It's much less about potential now. Right. I, I very much so dated potential. Um, like at a certain point in my life um dating for me has always been a little awkward too though because um and this is actually something that I've been unpacking okay because I've been single for so long and I'm like okay I have to make room for my husband at this point you know um and have I really been doing that? Probably not because I've been focused on really my career, honestly. Um, but dating for me has always been awkward because I, I like, I was um, sneaking around, honestly, when I was younger. And I know we all kind of like snuck around, you know, middle school, high school. Right. But for me, it was like a real thing. Like, um, my parents cannot know and come to find out girl they knew they're like <laughs> oh I knew I liked him I thought he was nice and I'm like girl why didn't you tell me because now because I, I wouldn't have felt so um, deceitful <laughs> to my parents honestly but those those things carried on with me even to when I was a grown woman in college like I had um my first two real relationships, like they really had to like massage like a relationship out of me. Like I knew how to have fun. I knew how to be one of the homeboys, honestly, but it was awkward for me to be like a, a, a girlfriend. And also though, I think when you're young, cause your parents split up when you were home. Oh man, I was in elementary school, but they didn't get divorced until I was in, in high school and they didn't even tell me. <laughs> oh, wow. They were like, well, we didn't want to upset you because I was But like, were they still living together? No, no. So, I mean, so did you ever see when you were younger, like, did you ever see kind of like what, a like, not, not like your friend's family, but like in your own like household, did you ever see like a healthy relationship, like what a relationship should be like? I would say no. I mean, my dad, even when my parents were together, he was always traveling a lot and I'm for like weeks at a time for work. So even when they were married, I no, I didn't really see it like my I and I don't know if it's something that I've blocked out. But when I think back to my parents um, marriage, like it always just seemed like my dad was playing and like playfully, you know, and getting on my mom's nerves. But it wasn't like they, I didn't ever see them boot up or, you know, feeding food to each other. Like, those are not things I don't But I think that's probably what made you as an adult, um, because we've kind of spoken about this, like you as an adult be 
um, cautious, be less open, have a guard up, you know, because it's important to see those relationships as a kid. And if you don't, you kind of are, I think when we were young and you know, you, you saw, you've seen me in quite a few relationships, you're trying to understand what is a relationship? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I identify myself in a relationship? And I did, and I spent a lot of time when I was young trying to figure that out. And so I think the fact that like, when you haven't really seen it, um, and you had, you don't really, and then, like you said, you snuck around. So like, you never really had a conversation about like how, what relationships are, how you should be in it, things like that. Um, I think that plays a role when you get older. And I, and I believe that that's kind of like, um, when we speak about like unlearning the unlearning process, you know, um, and you unpacking right now, I think you're kind of going through the process of unlearning things that, you may be having in your mind or things that you've thought about and kind of trying to figure out what a relationship would look like with me in my thirties today. Is that accurate? Yeah, no, it is. And whoever finds me after this unpacking party happens is going to get an amazing woman because yeah. I'm going all up in my shit because this is like some of the stuff. And, and I think you made a good point. Um, not just seeing like my parents in a relationship, their marriage, but seeing how they acted afterwards too, it was polar opposites. My dad, I've known him to date people, you know, he's had relationships, we've met them. Um, And my mom has remained single. And I understood both of their reasonings for it. You know, my mom pretty much raised us. And so she wanted stability. She didn't want, you know, she focused on um, herself, but also she focused on us to make sure we had the fundamentals and I think she did an amazing job raising my sister and I, and it was at the expense of, you know, a relationship, I think. Yeah. And you see that, but you see that a lot though. You know, you see that a lot when it comes to women, because I feel like most times, and sometimes you see where, you know, you might split time or you might see where, cause your dad obviously is a good dad. Like he was there, but you, you know, you live with your mom. Right. So a lot of times, like they, I feel like the person that you live with the most or the person you're with the most had to make the most sacrifice, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, I know when I was growing up, all I saw was unhealthy relationships. You know, my dad, after my parents split up, he pretty much was single, but he also started, you know, that's when he started getting really into the throes of him being an alcoholic. I think he kind of just gave up. And so um, I saw his relationship with alcohol. Right. And then so with my mom, like all I saw was just bad relationships. So I never saw like I never really knew what a relationship was supposed to be like and what it it was supposed to feel like. And so as I got older, like I found myself to always be in toxic, um, fucked up relationships because I thought that that was love. Like I thought love is supposed to be fucked up right and it's crazy but that's all I saw like I'm I'm thinking like oh you know you cry you go through whatever you know oh well they'll cheat on you but that's just what guys do because they're young and it's fine and it's not fine right right and so um it you know I tell everybody like being a parent is hard as shit because you don't realize like how much you are shaping and molding people perspectives on themselves how they view relationships how they view love and um you're putting the imprint on them and even though like obviously you know I love your mom like obviously she did an amazing job but it's like you know 
um, I think it kind of changed how you view things. Yes. So when I see you now and we have conversations, I think you are getting to a place that you want to start dating and figuring it out. I think it's harder now. So what have you been doing to like meet people? Um, I think it's, it's, it's almost impossible <laughs> at this point because, you know, when I, when I would meet people, it was like in college, you know, we'd right, go to right. stuff. Um, I go to professional conferences, but I mean, these are men that are married. So we're talking about work and, you know, that's it. <laughs> right. Um, I've done some online dating, which is tragic within itself. And it's crazy because my sister actually met her husband online um, and they've been married for nine years. <laughs> so, you know, there, it, there are success stories that I know where you can meet somebody online and it's going to be a beautiful marriage, but um, it's a lot of work, honestly. I feel like nowadays, all you do is meet people online because like, you know, when you think about when we were younger, like you said, like we would go out and we would do stuff and, th and things like that. But I mean, now, you know, um, in present day, you know, you, you spend a lot of time at work. We spend a large majority of our time at work. Yeah. And then, uh, and then shit this year, if you try and date somebody, that's just a wash. Cause now we're in the middle of COVID. So you ain't going nowhere. You're not going out to meet somewhere. And honestly, like for me, like, um, even though like I ha obviously have been in a relationship for a long time, but, and so I've never been on a day in sight. And if I was ever single, I don't know if I don't even like, it's weird. It's like, I talk all, all the time on this podcast and, um, and I have so much personality, but like, I'm kind of a little shy, you know, I don't know how I would read on a dating site, like how I would come off on a dating site to where people will even be compelled to click on me or something, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but I think it's harder when you get older because like, you're kind of like settled in, like we're not in the club. I mean, some people, I guess in their thirties still are in the club. Like I'm not in the fucking club. And so like, I wouldn't, I don't even know where you even go to meet single people to be completely honest with you well and i think i think online dating is okay like and it definitely works for some people but for me it's been really it's been a lot of work because you know you have you meet people so quickly i mean right. it's like you have one swipe to judge them <laughs> you either do or don't like them and i actually read profiles like if you have one picture and you say, ask me for everything left, I, I don't have time for that. Because even when we've gotten to conversations, like you're not saying anything. And I'm a conversationalist. So that's another reason why it's hard on there because most guys build, well, from what I'm seeing on dating sites, they've been able to build connections through conversations. Right. So they want, to, if, if you even give them attention, they want to jump to the phone immediately. Right. And I'm like, I mean, I even got a Google number and everything, but that's, I'm just like, or they want to, or they want to see you. And I, I like all that stuff to me creepy. makes me nervous because, um, you know, I have a few friends that I guess, uh, are on dating sites and, and shit my mom's on the dating site and i'd be like uh girl <laughs> please do not invite these people to your house like i just think the stuff that you have to think about 
is different. And, and also it could be because I'm scary, right? Like I'm one of those people that's always like thinking about a woman's safety because I just feel like people usually don't. And I just think people are crazy. And so um, I'm always nervous when it comes to online dating. And I think that's what make it, um, that's what make it difficult. I think when you, when you get older, uh, opposed to, um, like, I guess like when you're younger, cause you got a lot more to think about. So, okay. So with your next relationship, I know right now you're unpacking, um, what, what do you think the approach is and like, how do you see it forming? Well, I'm packing, but just to be clear, I'm ready. So if you're out there looking for me, then here <laughs> I am. Um, my approach, I think it's just to be upfront, but not scary. Cause I think there is such a thing as oversharing too soon, Yeah. but being upfront about um, just where I am in life and expecting the same thing from that person within reason, of course, like everybody's not going to want to share the same amount. Um, Do you have any non-negotiables? Um, like yeah. you some off the top of your head, what do you think they would be? Non-negotiable is, um, deceit. <laughs> you know, sometimes you won't figure out what, if someone is being deceitful or dishonest until, you know, way too far into it but if you pay attention like you can see the signs yeah so um that um you cannot be a an evil person that those are also things that you can see too um just in people's actions um non-negotiable we have to laugh every single day <laughs> like i just really enjoy laughing and it you know what about children? Because in your 30s, I think it's kind of hard to most times meet people that don't have children. And it is. It's damn near impossible. Yeah. Um, I definitely can date somebody who has kids. The non-negotiable with it is if you don't take care of your kids. That's problematic to me. Um, um, yes, ma'am. That That to me, I judge people on how they treat their children. Like, if yeah. you treat your child like shit or you're always dumping your kid off on somebody or something like that, then I already know how you're going to treat me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your child. Yep. And if that's not your number one priority, like I should not be your number one priority over your child. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so like that to me is a deal breaker and it speaks to a person's character. Yep. Point blank period. How they treat their children. I will yep. judge you. I'm sorry. I will judge you, <laughs> you know, off gate. Yeah, I judge people on how they treat their children and how they treat their parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then like, if you have issues or whatever towards your parents or whatever, then the next thing that I'm going to be looking at is what are you doing for your healing? Because the last thing that you want is somebody in in, in their forties talking about they didn't have no daddy growing up. Right. What have you done to work on your healing? Yeah. Because they're not going to be a whole person for you. They're still talking about shit that happened when they were 12. And now this person is 37. They're not going to be a whole person. Listen. Oof. So that's, so a lot of times people bypass that shit. Like, and so my thing is like, if, and this is, you know, if I was ever talking to somebody, these are the questions that I'm asking. Like, those are my non-negotiables. Like, I need to know where you are mentally. Yeah. Well, you're, fuck your outsides. I need to know what your insides looking at, looking like. What do you have going on mentally? Do you read books? 
Do yeah. you have a therapist? How open are you to the process? Like, because we all fucking need somebody to talk to, whether it's a damn life coach, a damn spiritual coach, whoever, mm-hmm. your therapist, whatever is your poisons, right? But yeah. you need something because yeah. life in general can just throw you curveballs. Like, no matter, like, it, it's not even about whether or not you got shit going on or not. You just need something to just kind of decompress and talk about it. Yep. In in general, right? Absolutely. And so I, I feel like for me, like, when I was young, I nowhere near did I have a thought process towards even thinking about asking questions like that, even thinking about even caring about stuff like that. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, I love them. And now I'm like, uh, love ain't enough. We need to talk about all of this other stuff, right? Yeah. And I think that's, in my opinion, what makes it different from when we're young to um, now. You know, like it's a lot more, like you said earlier, I mean, it's a lot more at stake, but it's just, it's a lot more that you need to kind of be looking at. Right. Because I mean, you're also talking about kids. So whether it's the kids that they already have or kids that you all might have together, this goes back to the conversations that we were just having, you know, the, the traumas of our childhood going into who we are today. So that's another thing that I think about in relationships or when considering relationships are what are those past traumas that we're bringing and could bring into the next generation. Right. I mean, some of it's going to happen without us even, you know, doing it on purpose or even really thinking about it or knowing really. But then once it's known, like, how do you address that and fix it? Um, and also you have to talk to them about their values and what they believe in and like oh yeah more in depth with that especially if this is somebody potentially that you could be spending your life with because you don't want to okay now you meet somebody y'all have never really had these conversations now you're married Mm. and then you decide to have a kid and all of a sudden this dude is like completely on left field and has a completely different belief system than you do and now you have this um you have this daunting task of raising a child and what you think is important for that child and, and you know, what you don't like, I can give examples of this. I know somebody that um, definitely didn't think anything of them, you know, as far as like them just being like a bad person or like just a sexist or nothing. I mean, you know, they never had any nothing. So if I was, if I would have been dating this person, right. Um, I would have never thought, I guess that they would have any of these, beliefs because even me you know talking to them I didn't pick up on anything Mm -hmm. and then they had a kid right so they had a kid and they had a son and then all of a sudden it's like yeah I don't I don't know if I want my son kissing me what like I was like what and then it was like like the oh don't you cry don't do this and I'm like you have to stop people have to stop fucking telling their their black sons to not have emotions right? right Right. But like, I would have never thought that he was going to be like, he was going to be that type of father. Cause I would, I mean, it was like, I was shocked when he was like saying it to me. Cause I was like, wow, like, I know that this is, was your perspective on like what you think. Mm-hmm. And so like, imagine if, um, and obviously this is somebody else's relationship, but I'm like, just imagine if like, we never had, you never had that conversation with somebody, then you had a kid and this is the person that you, this is the father that you get. And I'm not saying you know, he's a bad father. I'm just saying like, obviously it's not the same as my belief systems you know like if my kid my son 
fall and bust his head open. I'm not going to say be a man and don't cry. I'm going to say that shit probably hurt, son. So come on over here. Right. Right. So, you know, it's just, you have to, I think you have to be more intentional when it comes to dating. You definitely have to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that in this day and age, I'm sorry. Like you need to be talking to somebody because our parents, especially like in your thirties, our parents did the best they could and they followed what they thought was right. And they did what their parents did. And it was not like parenting in today's world, parenting in today's world, like with our generation, we're a lot more open to change. We're a lot more open to whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But our parents, I'm sorry. I think they were more closed minded and they were more like where it was like a dictatorship. Like you do what I say. I don't have to give you a reason because I'm the parent. And in this day and age, you see more of like people trying to have conscious parenting where they're asking questions and how do my kids feel and like, what's their opinion? My parents didn't ask my fucking opinion. You know what I'm saying? It was like, what, you know? And so I think all of us have an effect of that though, where you need to be unpacking that. Yeah. And I think when you, and my advice to you personally, when, you know, you do find that person like, yeah, like if that person is not unpacking nothing, don't fuck with them. I'm sorry. There's the last guy that I talked to, there were three things that kind of just, honestly, within a week, we were only talking for like a week, y'all. But um, within that week, there were three things that came up in in terms of values and in terms of um, viewpoints. And I was like, oh, no. Right. Just simply off of the things that like I was listening, it was, it was beyond the, oh, we have great conversations and, you know, he's sort of attractive. I mean, he was attractive enough, but right. not necessarily my, um, what I'm normally attracted to, but at this age, that's okay. <laughs> like I, that's fine with me, but it was those three things. And it's going back to what you were saying. It was really about the values and how they, um how they responded i was just like uh nah we even if we did have kids we could not raise them like that like that's exactly okay. and you have to i think and when you get older um i think you have more intentional things that you think about right um so my last question for you is so when it comes to like you know we just talked about all these non-negotiables like how much do you think that you can or would compromise if you actually met somebody that you were you were interested in like I know before you you stated that you dated with the potential and now you're more so dating from a different perspective so how much do you think you would compromise now in 2020 I think it's a matter of not not so much how much but what I would compromise um and I I don't know this is actually something that my life coach has challenged me to think about you know, writing a letter to my future husband and, you know, all of the things that I want, all the things that I don't want. And I mean, this is tough because, because of everything that, you know, I've worked really hard for and for how long that I've been single. um, I just think that it depends on what it is. Let me just put it like that. Because I would hate to say, well, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And there are those things, but... um, I think when people have a list and they're just kind of like trying to mark off everything on this list, now I think that's unrealistic. Yeah. You know? It is. Yeah. 
No, it is. There's got to be something you're going to bend on a little bit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I'm, I'm, um, I try not to be so absolute on those things because I can, I can be an absolute person. Um, but I think that, I mean, I already come off as like super serious, you know, no personality sometimes, but, um, and so that's, I, I, I would be very cautious to, um, to name those things. I think that if I saw them, um, I need to take some time to really just write, write those things down. But I think everybody, there has to be a balance just, you know, for the sake of this conversation, there has to be a balance. There are going to be those non-negotiables, but there are those negotiables where, you know, I might not hate this, but I don't want so much of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Now let me ask you this though. Yeah. Do you feel like, hmm, uh, how can I ask this? Like you have your own hobbies, right? You have your things that you're passionate about. Does your partner um, have to have those same passions as you or can they have their own passions and you have your own passions? Like, do you think it's important for y'all to kind of be involved with each other's passions? Oh, for sure. And I think that's what's so cool about relationships. Like the other person should be exposing you to things that you didn't think about, right? right. Or that you wouldn't on an ordinary day do. And, you know, as I've been single, I've been dating myself. And sometimes that includes people, my friends. And so my friends, you know, I would have never gone to Cuba. Like, just, that wouldn't have been my first trip. Let me put it like that. I would have gone, but that wouldn't have been my first trip. Right. And one of my friends that I travel with, like, she's really adventurous and she's like, every time we go somewhere, she wants to do activities. And most of the time she drags me kicking and screaming because I'm like, nah, (laughs) but, but when we're done, I'm like, oh, that was super cool. And that's, what's exciting about, you know, being in a relate, the thought of being in a relationship in the future is learning from them and then being excited to learn from me. Yeah. And I have dated people in support of you. Exactly. And I've dated people where like we flourish because we enjoyed, you know, the things that that we wouldn't have necessarily done without having been exposed to it by the other person. Yeah. And I think that's just like, I think it's paramount, honestly, in a relationship. You know, it's not, again, everything isn't for everybody, but I think that's really important for the other person to expose you to things that um, you wouldn't have done ordinarily. And hopefully they should. Like, I feel like you're idealistic to me. Like I would love for, you know, like the person I'm dating to have their own passions and their own things that they're really passionate about. And like, just, you know, give me things to like change my perspective on things or like, you know, my outlook and, and things like that. Like, I know when it comes to my, um, you know, my personal relationship with the child, like I told him, I was like, I think, and it's beautiful to me because I'm very much a black and white person. I see everything like, okay, this happened to you because you did this. There's no in between. And so when, you know, I was blessed to become like a bonus parent and be co-parenting and all that, like what he's helped me do and grow as a person is that he helps me see the gray. So instead of me saying like, this is this because of this, like now I'm like, okay, but 
maybe this happened because of this. So maybe I need to dive into, you know, what might've happened in between. Yeah. And so that's, and it's helped me just kind of like mature, just even with communication, you know, in general, or how I just kind of perceive people. Like now I can sit and say, okay, you know, I'm like, I guess a little more patient, a little more open to people um, and all those things, but it's been because of me being in a parenting role because you kind of can't be black and white. And I carry that over to my other like friendships and like relationships to where like I'm better, like I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better sister because I'm able to kind of start being able to have different, um, you know, conversation and experiences inside of those relationships instead of just like, you know, black and white of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I think when you have a love relationship, if your partner can build you and, you know, help you grow and see things in a different perspective, then I think that's a blessing in what you want out of your relationship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So was there anything else that you wanted to just say in regards to relationship before we finish up? Um, relationships are tough and, you know, they, they, but they shouldn't be hard. (laughs) Right. And I think that's something that, you know, most people have been exposed to is seeing the tough times in different relationships and thinking that it's normal. And, um, I, I just can't accept that anymore though. And also, you know, what I can appreciate in the relationships in, in sometimes situationships that I've been in is, um, just openness and having a friendship first and that friendship and really kind of like guys like people look at me all the time they're like I don't understand how you're still friends with your exes and I'm friends with my ex's exes (laughs) like I've done that more than one time and sometimes that does pan out sometimes it doesn't but it's because at the end of the day we're all people and those relationships have or friendships have um, shaped who I am and how I understand things. And, um, you know, sometimes it's for a season. Yep. And sometimes it's for a lifetime. So, and it's come, like, some of those things have come back around too. Like, we'll, like, die off. Like, I have an ex that I didn't talk to for 14 years. Like, well, I didn't see him for 14 years. We talked, not even on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's the other thing, not blocking out the possibility of what could be, you know, with anything or anybody. And also sometimes just having the openness to say that when, when, you know, y'all might have dated before, like you're young as shit. And so totally, you know, like all of us was immature. None of us really had the tools to properly be in these relationships, you know? Right. Um, even though like I dated when I was young, like I'm like one of those people that's like, I don't, I'm not a person that want people when they're young to date personally. Like I kind of just want you just to live and just kind of like, don't get too, too serious. But at the flip side of that, it works for some people like my sister and, um, and Jamonte, they've been dating since they were 17. Um, my, one of my best friends, she met her husband when they were 12 and they're like, uh, 30 now. And so like, you know, they've been married and been together since they were 12 years old. So, I mean, for some people it works, but for some people I'm like, I think you need to learn yourself first Mm 
mm-hmm. before you can really get in a relationship. And I think when you're young, like teenagers and shit, you, we didn't know ourselves at 18, 19, 20. Yeah. I don't feel like I really started knowing myself as a woman and like what that meant to me till my thirties, like where yeah. I really was like, I know myself and I know what I stand for. Like I know what I believe in. That was definitely a couple of years ago, to be honest. Well, and I think what's important is that as a parent, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking from a child's perspective because I don't have any kids um, and my nephews are super young, but um, as a parent, I think it's really important to teach your kids how to date, you know, mm-hmm. because it's already difficult enough, but to tell them you can't do this um, without giving them reason or understanding, you know, the the nuances of who you are as a person and, and what you bring to relationships and all of the crazy yeah. moving parts, like it's, you have to, I feel like it's really important for those conversations and, and almost like ushering them into, to that world. Cause it can be scary. I agree. And I have those conversations, but I'm also kind of like, I think at 18, 19 years old, like, I don't think you should be behaving like you're married. You know what I'm saying? Like you better go to college. I was about to go to college. Like, I think you need to have fun, travel, meet people live your life, you know, and I'm not saying be out here and be irresponsible and reckless. I'm just saying like, you know, be free, be free, at least for a little while until you meet somebody that you feel like, you know, you're really serious about. And then, you know, you go from there. But I just think sometimes people be these kids be too. We did it. We did it. You know, where you could have told me that I wasn't in love when I was, you know, 18 years old, you know, that this is the person that I was going to just be with, you know? And so, (laughs) um, you know, and you just dealt with so much dumb shit. And I just, and honestly, like, I don't have many regrets, but when it comes to just like my dating life and my dating experiences, like, I wish that when I was younger, like I didn't, you know, um, be tied down in a relationship. Like I wish when I went into college, I was not in a relationship and where I just like learned to learn myself by myself. Like I was trying to learn myself and what they wanted me to be doing, what yeah. they wanted and at fucking 18 years old, I'm like, why am I listening to this person? He don't even know what he got going on either. But at the time, yeah. you think that you're in love. And right. so, um, like, think about all the times that, like, I didn't go out. I, like, I used to be, you know, I mean, you know, I used to be like a holy roller. Like, I didn't do anything, like, waiting by the phone. And I'm doing this. No, you're in college. You should have fun. Because yeah. this, this time you don't get back. Because once you're done with college, now you're in the real world. And, like, all you do is work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of our time just like focus on dumb stuff. And so that's why I'm more so like, I'm not going to say don't date, but I'm more so like, you know, spend time really getting to know yourself and what, yeah. that, and what that looks like for when you do meet somebody that you want to date, like, but don't just put all your time in that and not actually experience college and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you never get that time back. You're right. You don't, you don't. And I'm telling you, it's gone y'all. Yeah. I regret I spent majority of my twenties in a relationship. Right. And Mm. so it's like, when I look back on it, like I regret not traveling. I regret not doing more stuff with my friends. Um, And I said, I have regrets. I learned things from these experiences, but I just wish that I kind of just was chilling to be honest yeah you know and um but yeah so relationships man relationships is relationships but this was a dope conversation uh elena 
And I'm very, very it thankful was. that you came on today. Hopefully you come back on again and join me. This is a long yes. one. This is a long one. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking no, for a it's always a great conversation with you. And like, the, I think it was perfect for us to talk about this because you've, you've seen me through most of my relationships. Yeah. Like the beginning to the end, the, the ups. And I remember calling you in the summertime on my way to work, like eight o'clock in the morning, Mika, <laughs> girl, <laughs> and you would listen. And I was just, you know, and, and also I think what's like really important about this is that um, you've known me for so long and because you have seen like the ups and downs, you know me as a person. Right. And so um, it's really cool having those relationship conversations with you because, um, I mean, you're like one of my biggest cheerleaders when it comes to who I am as a person. You know, you call me brilliant. You call me, you know, an amazing one. (laughs) (laughs) And so so it really has been, um, I think this this conversation was just perfect for the two of us. Yeah. 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 I do too. And I think, uh, you know, that's why I just wanted people to kind of hear it. It might resonate with someone that's, you know, kind of where we are. We're in our thirties and dating and, you know, yeah. it's different. It's different. Y'all, you hit them thirties now and hit them thirties and, you know, that relationship hit different, mm-hmm. but, um, I am glad that you came. And right now I want to give you a chance to pub anything that you want to pub, like your social media is where people can find you and things like that. Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> my private page is a little shut down. Um, I haven't been on social media in a really long time, but, um, I do graphic design. I don't know if, um, Mika told y'all, but I, uh, I actually designed her logo. So, um, that is a, a talent that I'm really trying to walk into, um, graphics at calidesigner.com. Um, I am on social media there too. Haven't really done too much with it, but, um, <clears throat> you can find me there um, at Cali Designer. Uh, that's K A L I D E S I G N E R. And I'm on Facebook as well. Yep. And she did do my updated uh, logo, which I love. And uh, also, I just want to let you guys know where you can find me at. Please follow, subscribe, like. You can find me on most streaming platforms. Um, and also on Twitter is IJMT Podcast. You can follow me there. And then on Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, and so I'm usually around. Uh, if you ever want to personally hit me up, um, people usually send me DMs and things like that. But also you can email me and that's IJMTPodcast at gmail.com. Um, so I thank you guys so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.